Shorthanded, Smith coming down the middle on the backhand, he shoots, he scores! Listen to the fortress, it's a shorthanded goal for Riley Smith. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights get the puck out of the zone, here's Stone, lead Stevenson coming in, down the middle, he gets a backhander off, and it's in! Chandler Stevenson! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Seven games Friday night in the National Hockey League. The Golden Knights are back at it as they play game 26 of this National Hockey League season, aiming for a fourth straight victory. 15 and 10 coming in, 9 and 5 at home, and they have it going on at T Mobile Arena. Uh, they have uh, racked up uh, significant wins in the last two homestands, 5-1, and one, the one previous to this, and this one is a four-gamer, which the Golden Knights have won the first two games, a chance to go 3-0 in this particular homestand. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Section 104 of T-Mobile Arena. You will know that we're at T-Mobile Arena because the uh, the Golden Bells are about to do their rehearsal as we look over the ice just to the right if you're looking down the surface from where Robin Leonard and Lorraine Bersois will guard uh, for two periods tonight. It will be one or the other, and we are expecting it to be Laurent Bersois to play in consecutive games for the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time in his VGK career. Yeah, and, and it will be interesting. Uh, you know, Laurent Bersois has, has come in and done uh, his job. He, he's, he's really been for the Golden Knights what they were hoping for, what they were looking for uh, in the offseason in – acquiring a backup goaltender. Brassois has been phenomenal so far this year. Uh, he's given the Golden Knights some really solid and strong starts. Just one loss on the year, and, and that arguably was uh, a game in which uh, he didn't have his best stuff, but he was on uh, on the bench before that, didn't have a lot of you know gameplay early on in the season. So I'm curious to see what tonight brings for Lorraine Brassois and the Golden Knights in goal. You could have uh, made the argument that the Golden Knights would go back to Robin Leonard in this game after being taken out uh, in the contest against the Dallas Stars on Wednesday. But this appears to be part of the schedule that uh, that Pete DeBoer, I don't know how much in advance he would plan out his goaltenders, Mm -hmm. uh, to be perfectly honest. Some do it a month in advance. Uh, Some teams uh, let the goaltending coach do all of the goaltending assignments. And uh, then there's uh, Pete DeBoer, who does have a hands-on control of uh, of which goaltender starts night to night. But this this had uh, the makings of a Laurent Bressois appearance all along. Uh, four games uh, in this homestand, three games in the week, and you have uh, big teams in Minnesota who are leading their division. Calgary came in leading their division. Uh, Dallas was was on the rise you would have expected uh, your number one goaltender to play in those games so with philadelphia on the other side of of all that uh going into the week you would have said circled and said that that's a game for Laurent brossois and now he's got some uh some confidence built up and being able to to come in here i mean his numbers very good goaltending uh, goals against average under two and a half yeah uh save percentage over 920 yep uh the uh, underlying numbers are also very good for him, and uh, uh, the analytics of goaltending. So this, uh, y- you're now to the point where, and I, I don't count the Leonard and Flurry tandem as uh, in this regard, mm-hmm. but you're now to the point with the Vegas Golden Knights where you can play your backup goaltender and and not be hesitant about it. You'll yeah. you'll still play 
Bressois against the uh, the likes of the Coyotes or, or the Flyers and, yep. and give uh, your number one guy the, the complete night off. But you've got full confidence that you can win those games regardless of, of resting your number one guy. Yeah, and it was important to get here at this time because the Golden Knights schedule this month is, is a lot. It's a heavy, heavy schedule. There's a lot of games uh, between now and Christmas and the three-day break there. And then, you know, this is a 15-game month for the Vegas Golden Knights, one of the busiest months of the year. You need to rely on both guys to be able to give you quality starts, and, you know, you need to find pockets where you get a little bit of rest for Robin Leonard, and you have to have him fresh for the big games. Game on Sunday against Minnesota Wild, that's a big one, and you want your number one guy to go. That's why I like the the idea of not allowing what happened in the last game to, to pull you off of what the plan was going into this one. I think all homestand long this was going to be Laurent Brossois' game I, I could have seen them make a change yeah I, I wouldn't have been surprised I'm, I'm glad for Laurent's standpoint yeah that he, that he gets to come back and and make the the start because a, a lot of times the the backup he will think he's getting a start this this happened all the time uh in Toronto with Curtis Joseph and Glenn Healy and the, and we'll have to get Glenn Healy on mm-hmm. uh, at some point uh to talk about this stuff because uh he would he would be told you're you're playing this game and then they would either have a subpar game right before yeah. or, or something would, would happen. And, and Pat would say, nope, uh, we're going with, with Curtis again. And, and he was sitting there going, what do I have to do? What do I have to, one of the greatest stories about that in this story time with Darren Lard. There we go. Uh, we got to get some kind of intro for this. I'm, I'm right? with it. All right, Chapman, can we get some, some kind of uh, intro to story time with Darren? Story time with Darren? Yeah, I'll see what I could do. Okay, thank you. Uh, see if you can get that done in the next seven seconds. Uh, Unlikely. So, so, so there was a game, and I think it was in Dallas at the old Reunion Arena, where things weren't going good. This was the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Curtis Joseph was playing, and Glenn Healy was the backup. And it, it was one of those rinks where the backup didn't sit on the bench, mm-hmm. sat sat in the hallway and the gate where, where the team went off and on. And the game goes sideways for Toronto. And during a timeout, <laughs> Pat decides he's going to switch goaltenders. Okay. So he's, he has to send somebody over, <laughs> skate down the ice to tell Glenn Healy that he's going in. Yeah. And Glenn says, nope. <laughs> and the player's like, you, you got to go in. Nope. <laughs> tell him no. No, he's telling me, you, you, Pat says, you're, you're going, tell Pat no. I'm not going in. <laughs> so the player has to skate all the way back <laughs> to tell Pat Quinn. Yeah. Glenn says he's not going in. And I don't know whether it was like seven minutes left or one of, one of those weird situations like, oh, uh, why would you change goaltenders or yeah. what, what, what would you do? But uh, but to hear Glenn say, nope, <laughs> go back and tell him I, I'm not going in. Uh, but uh, but Brossois will play tonight, and Brossois will get an opportunity to uh, run his record to a, a very impressive status. Like he's five and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five and one. And and as you mentioned, the goals against average look really good. The save percentage looks really good. Like Laurent Brassois has done everything that you would ask him to do in a in a backup role, and he has provided the Golden Knights with strong games. You look back to that first game against the Dallas Stars, and quite frankly, if Laurent Brassois is not the difference in that game, the Golden Knights don't win it. So, you know, you, you, there's a Never lot. Never mind that. May not go on to yeah, great for things, sure. right? for sure. And, and so, you know, you need 
those types of performances from everybody up and down your lineup. And earlier on in the year, like it was the Golden Knights getting those types of performances from Paul Cotter and Jake Lecision. Like this is just Laurent Brassois going out, doing his job, doing it to the best of his ability, and giving the Golden Knights the starts that they need when they go to him. Uh, wanted to just uh, bring up because uh, I teased it in, in hour number one. What kind of performances that the the Golden Knights are receiving from from certain players, and mm-hmm. and one is is Max Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. Like, and small sample size, mm-hmm. but like really incredible. Maybe maybe the best hockey that he's played as a Vegas Golden Knight. Yeah, in, in a small sample size. Yeah, I mean it. It, it you know it, it'd be hard to find another eight you know seven game stretch where Max Pacioretty's been better. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and, and that's that's kind of the big thing for me is is he is impactful in so many different ways. Obviously, the goal scoring, that is huge. Uh, what he's been able to do to kind of stabilize the power play. Like I know the goals. Um, yeah, it came for a couple of games and, and the Golden Knights have been over on the power play for the last couple. But you can't argue with how much better and more dangerous the power play looks with Max Pacioretty on it. And there's. There's bite to his game. There's edge to his game. We've talked about it on this show before, uh, not just this year, but over the course of his career here with the Vegas Golden Knights. There are little things that Max Pacioretty does that irritate the opposition and get them off their game. Minimum five games played. Most goals per game in the National Hockey League. Leon Dreisaitl, .92 with 23 and 25. Yep. That's pretty good. And then Max Pacioretty is second in the National Hockey League in most goals per game at .88 with 7 and 8. Now, he's he's got the fewest games played in, in anybody on this list. Uh, Ovechkin is third, Austin Matthews is fourth, and Chris Kreider is is fifth on that on that list. But .88 goals per game. And we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, Chandler Stevenson not expected to play uh, due to a personal situation. Uh, we'll see uh, which centerman bumps up and plays on that uh, on that top line. The other part uh, that I wanted to acknowledge for the Vegas Golden Knights is after starting this year with just one assist in his first nine games, uh-huh. just he was the best player ever with one point in nine games. Alex Petrangelo yep. now has 15 points in his last 16 games. Point per game player from the blue line. That's one of the greatest stretches by a Vegas Golden Knight defenseman. Like I said earlier, you expect this from Petrangelo at this point, and he's. But did you realize it was it was 15 and 16? You know, I, I didn't. It was just it was kind of those numbers sneak. specifically. No, yeah. but you know, you you recognize, and, and I remember kind of at the time there was there was some some chatter about Petrangelo and the numbers and why early on in the year he was not able to find the score sheet and then all of a sudden you you look down through the list of golden knights and where everybody ranks alex petrangelo right now is tied for third in scoring on this team and again when you when you take the totality of his game and everything that he does all the little things in his own zone when you look at just the way that he approaches the game and how much of a stabilizing factor he is in in every facet and then you see generating rush chances. Then you see Petrangelo's ability to extend plays in the offensive zone. I, I, this guy's around the puck all game long. Whenever he's on the ice, good things tend to happen. Uh, I didn't know it was nearly a point of game, but it doesn't really surprise me because of just how good he has been lately. 
just looking among defensemen for goals too, and Petrangelo has those four goals, mm-hmm. which uh, which leads all defensemen as well. Yeah, uh, d- defensive scoring is spread when it comes to goal scoring. Yeah, is pretty balanced on this team uh, because they do get uh, production from everybody. I love what Zach Whitecloud uh, said today because people look at Zach like a defensive defenseman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he, he's got that uh that pairing and that chemistry right now uh with with Braden McTown but people people look and and uh and say okay you could he plays with Shea Theodore it's great he plays with Braden McNabb he's he's great he's he can play play with anybody because he's so responsible mm-hmm. but his response was it's on all six guys yeah. to get up the edge we all have the the encouragement from our coaches and Ryan McGill to get up the ice. It's not just one. Some guys will produce more points. Sure. But all six defensemen are encouraged to get up into the play and be aggressive in the offensive zone. Yeah, the, the funny thing with Zach Whitecloud is, you know, he's he's a smart hockey player. And when he jumps into the play, when he makes a read and goes for something, thinking specifically about a shorthanded goal against the Anaheim Ducks, like, he knows that he's got the clearance to do that. He knows he's going to get to his spot. He knows that he's going to make the right play. And he also knows that he's got the support on the, on the other side if something were to go wrong. The instincts that he has in the offensive zone are there. And just because he's he's not as, you know, maybe flashy as, say, Shea, say a Shea Theodore or an Alex Petrangelo, yeah. he still has the instincts in the offensive zone to make some things happen. And, and you know, I, I think that he's he's kind of a hybrid in that, in that regard, in that, He's always going to take care of his own end first, but you give him an opportunity in the offensive zone, he's going to find something. Yeah, Dylan Coughlin did some extra work after practice. He was skating uh, with Nolan Pack, so that leads me to believe that Ben Hutton will draw back in as you listen to the background music as the Golden Bells go through their rehearsal here at T-Mobile Arena. It's the BGK Insider Show, broadcasting live from Section 104 ahead of the Golden Knights and the Philadelphia Flyers. White Cloud, just one more note on him can listen to him all day long yeah some players i can watch all day long mm-hmm. but there's a couple of guys uh alec martinez could talk to him all day long and and fire just weird questions because you know you're going to get some some really thoughtful answers mm-hmm. um there was uh, uh alex petrangelo uh, the same way i love mark stone's uh delivery uh we have uh, we have jonathan marshall mic'd up tonight on the mm, tv side that's uh, fun now that uh, for a different <laughs> factor, uh, is is somebody that you could listen to. And when 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 Marcia so comes into the media availability, you do uh, get some some really neat answers, uh, thought provoking answers that that not only make uh, him like go, mm-hmm, like when you ask the question and and you're you're going wow well, I never thought of that but White Cloud comes in uh, Chapman you've been there uh, several times yes in the in City National Arena what does he always bring in with him well. Today he did not have his slice of he watermelon. Didn't. No, instead, today, it, so. no, no. But instead, he had a laundry bag that he threw on the ground that saved what? Salmon's feet. Yeah, it was a little red laundry bag. So hold on, hold on. I'm not sure what that was all oh, about. I didn't but know that. I think he had a he had a cup of something with him. I think as well, maybe a cup of coffee. But there have been times he's come in eating watermelon. I think he came in eating an apple once. Always has the watermelon. Oh, he's he's so great though. It's weird. Where were you? Uh, I was uh, I was actively entertaining uh, other people. Everybody? <laughs> no, I actively entertaining everybody. <laughs> I I got to uh, be the practice goalie today because uh, 
sometimes at the morning skate, uh, whoever's going to start that game mm -hmm. uh, takes the option. And normally it's an e-bug, the sure. emergency backup goaltender. Will will be the practice goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that person I don't think could could make it today. Uh, I am not the e bug. Don't don't get me uh, bummer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for everybody, uh, <laughs> including the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, if I ever went in for Vegas, or uh, sorry for the like goals would be up uh, certainly. But uh, but no, I I did the uh, attended the twine opposite Robin Leonard at this morning's uh, morning skate. It was, it was fun. It was it's cool. I've I've been out with the guys a few times, sure. and it's always a thrill. Yeah. Like I don't, it's not something I ever. Uh, get tired of or or whatever uh, say this is just another day is just one of the coolest things that you could ever get to do especially my age how many saves did you make I have no idea double I, digits uh, uh, oh yeah yeah I can I can make some saves from the sounds of it not a lot I, I don't wow I don't uh, like two things are gonna happen sure. one the the guys are gonna get some confidence yeah and two I'm not gonna get hurt I know yeah. enough. I know enough about the position <laughs> that I'm not going to get hurt. Yeah. Although I was doing a, a that we were, I was in uh, for a tip drill. Colasar was doing a, a deflection drill in front, and I didn't didn't go for a shot because I thought he was going to tip it. I was mm -hmm. playing the tip, yeah. and he missed it, and it went in. I'm like you were supposed <laughs> to tip that, and he turned around and looked at me and said, "I'm trying. I'm trying to tip it." Uh, but uh, no, there's, uh, there's there's some cool interactions. I screwed up a, uh, a breakout drill today. And uh, Petrangelo was laughing, and I blew a tire once when everybody was inside doing media availability. Yep. And uh, Leonard asked me after, "How's it going? How's it, how's it going?" I said, "I just blew a tire one time," and I saw that, and he started laughing. <laughs> so there's uh, there's there's some cool moments when you get to be in their environment. Yeah. Very rarely do do I spend time with with the Vegas Golden Knights or any NHL people where it's not. Uh, very, I don't know, formal. Yeah. Where I'm media structured and they're yeah. players. And in that regard, uh, I, I give the coaches and the players all the credit in the world. They treat me like one of them. Wow. Like I am, yeah. I am absolutely for that. Forty-five minutes, mm -hmm. I'm one of them. And after we go back to our to our lives. Sure. And uh, and and the, and I will also say they they. I appreciate the trust that they put in me, mm -hmm. that, that I can go out there, do that, and won't do anything. Sure. Uh, like I, you, I will say this. You, wouldn't have not, you would not have known about it mm -hmm. had somebody not spilled the beans. Yeah. It, was, it was not my intentions at all for it to, uh, to get out. But it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> and listen, if like, but nobody knew until the meet. Nobody knew until the media availability. I, Chapman's totally Chapman wrong. Says, on, Chapman says no. No, Chapman no, says no, no because, because there were the media knew. The media knew so that you were in. How? Walk us through the timeline. How did line they now. know? Well, how they knew, and uh, I may get someone in trouble here, but uh, one, oh, of your, one of your uh, VGK broadcast partners um, spilled the beans. Ask Where? Pete in the media session. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody yeah. knew during no, the practice. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody I, knew until the I, media I am pretty confident that David Shane knew that it was you back there. There's no way, David, because David Shane's the biggest tweeter in the world. Well, I, next maybe, to uh, next to Jesse Granger, they would have tweeted it out. I I don't know. I mean, they they seem that all indications were they seemed to know it was you. What? No. Yes. That's not what I'm pulling from this story. Yeah. I'm with uh, I'm with you guys. Well, he Pete was asked. Pete was asked. He was asked. So who asked him that too? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. 
I'll let just, you do. Just, I'll let you do the just, investigating on that. Just, just play the clip, Chapman. Okay. So, you, well, you got to set it up. Or Pete not. DeBoer talking about how great of a job Darren Millard did <laughs> stepping in today and how much confidence the guys are going to have tonight's game. Go ahead, play the clip. <laughs> what would be the scouting report? Uh, undersized, slow, uh, uncompetitive. Well, I know I would give him competitive, huh? His, his competitiveness is his best uh, attribute, but, uh, you know, we're thankful that. He's willing to go out there and do that. I mean, uh, not many, not many guys our age uh, would would get in front of some of those shots out there. So we're appreciative. No, he was quick to let me know that he was trying to build the confidence in the shooters out there. Uh, so it was. Uh, I, t- I told him we appreciate that too. Darren. <laughs> you know the thing about Darren is honestly he. He gets sniped on quite a bit, but he uh, he's laughing and hooting and hollering and chirping guys, and I think that's the best part. I mean, if you're getting picked apart and you're still chirping guys, I think, you know, he's happy to be out there, and we're happy to have him out there. He's awesome. He's a good influence out there, and um, and he, he even saves, you know, a few on the two-on-ones and stuff, and I, I think that as a D-man, I appreciate it when the forwards get frustrated. So when, when he contributes to that, I think it's uh, – it's awesome to see him out there, and I think the most important thing is he comes out and he has fun. You know, that's why we play the game, and uh, and I think when he comes in, you, you kind of get a, a quick reminder that just how fun the game is, um, and you got to take that into day and day, and um, you know that's what exci- that's what's exciting for me, and, and a kind of a little wake up call sometimes. Uh, you know, especially when we have our other backup goalies that come in, um, they're out there, you know, smiling, laughing, and it's a good reminder for me to. Um, you know, keep that in my game. So it's, yeah, Darren was, Darren's fun to have out there. Thank you, Zach. You know, that's a really interesting point, though. And it kind of go, goes back to what you were talking about with Zach Whitecloud and just getting different types of answers mm-hmm. from Zach. It's a job, right? Like, going out, playing in the National Hockey League, it's a job. That's why and I never want to be a PGA golfer. And because, like, playing golf when it's your job would suck. Playing well, golf for fun is great. Well, from what I've been told, I don't think you ever have to worry about that. Generally, no. golf, whatever. We can leave. We can take that and leave yeah. that. That's fine. But my like my point is, like, these guys, they've gotten to the pinnacle. They're in this league, and it is, it is everything. And I think it's nice to have those reminders every now and again that you know there are people out there that just love the game, and everyone loves the game in a different way. But getting you on the ice and having you just be out there having fun. It can rub off. Like, that's awesome. I, I will say this. I go into every skate with these guys when, when I do get the chance to skate with whoever. Yeah. To just keep it simple and and try and be seen but not heard. Mm-hmm. And then I can't help myself. Like, I'll make a save and I'll who, start chirping. Who did you chirp the most today? Uh, who did I sh- chirp the most? Uh, no, it was spread around a little bit because I didn't stop many guys over and over. Uh, but they, well, there was one with Riley Smith where I, where I made a nice save on Riley. Yep. And, and Nick Walks skated by and, and gave me congrats. And I said, hey, do you think Riley will sign that for me after? And, and I was joking with him. And, and Nick went to Riley during the practice, mm-hmm. at the end of the practice. And then, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, Keegan Kolasar flipped a puck over to me. And I, ha- had, I just tapped it back to him. And yep. Colasar said, no, read it. And I looked down, <laughs> and it was in gold Sharpie on a puck. It said, congrats on your save, <laughs> Riley Smith. So I, uh, 
I, I took that puck and I put it on my desk as a, as a little souvenir. Like he could have, he could have just said congrats <laughs> on a great practice yeah. and, and, and left it at that. But no, it was, it was congrats on your save, Riley Smith. So those little kind of oh. things, but I, 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 I chirp, I chirp literally everybody. You thought that, uh, you thought you got the last laugh in that one, and it just comes back to bite you. The Colasar won the tip drill, and something happened. And then Petrangelo was shooting the pucks from the point, and he came down to to get a couple of uh, from the corner. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, uh, I thought he was gonna Colasar was gonna tip that one that you scored, uh, so I didn't move to that side. And he said, Yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> like we were, but it was it, it was it was just fun. It was it was it was cool. And uh, thanks to Pete DeBoer, and Mike Rosati. Uh, the coaches, uh, the goalie coach uh, in particular, and um, all the coaches were, were were great out there. And the players, it was it was. Dodonov asked me on the on the bench, <laughs> "How often do you get to skate?" And I'm <laughs> I'm not sure whether he meant that like you look good because you're skating a lot, or mm-hmm. yeah. maybe you should skate more. You didn't follow I, up with him. I what are you what are you doing? No, because I, I I was gonna say Big Daddy, listen. No 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 no. Go no. Daddy. No no. Uh, Even worse. <laughs> but as as we were as we were having our exchange, I was thinking about the nickname uh, thing yesterday. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I I hope I get to do it again. Uh, if I never do it again, I skated with the National Hockey League team on a game day, which is was pretty cool. I would never want to be an e bug. No. Like that. Not. Really? I wouldn't want that pressure. I'm really good over there on that TV set. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm disappointed that uh, that it got out because now uh, now I'm I'm busted. Yeah, it's okay. But I did tell Pete if you guys if you guys don't win tonight, mm-hmm. I've done everything I can do. Don't blame me because I've done everything I can do for the confidence. Mm, yeah, <laughs> of the group. If if they don't score eight tonight, it, it could be the opposite. They yeah. think it's so easy, it's so easy <laughs> that, that they won't be able to score. All of a sudden, it gets hard. Uh, oh. That's uh, that side of it. We're gonna uh, switch gears and go to one timers. Actual information that you can use and you can digest, and you can tell all your friends. Uh, news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up next as we broadcast live from Section 104 T-Mobile Arena ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights and the Philadelphia Flyers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Florida Governor's meeting in Florida and the, the Olympic participation subject was raised. And the governor's owners were told that uh, primarily participation in the 2022 Beijing Olympic Winter Games will come down to whether the players decide to go to China amid the COVID-19 pandemic. That's from Commissioner Gary Bettman. Uh, Bettman reiterated that in good faith, uh, the league made a promise to the players. That was when the CBA was re-upped just prior to the bubble in Edmonton. And ultimately, this is going to have to be a player decision. So this is up to the players, which tells me uh, I was what I knocked it down to eighty-seven percent yesterday, eighty-five like and around there, yeah. only because you were so drastically yeah. uh, low in your thought process that the NHL would participate in the uh, Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. Uh, I'm going back up. I'm going to ninety-seven percent. That's the meter, Darren's uh, meter for the players to participate in the uh, Olympic Winter Games in February in Beijing. Make All your right. plans accordingly. So last week. When we talked about this, I was what at forty percent that they wouldn't go, uh, or it was sixty percent that they that they wouldn't go. 
Uh, right now, I'm going to say that I'm at about 75% that they will. So this is interesting. There's no deadline for withdrawal from the Olympics. Hmm. Though, there would be financial costs after January 10th. Yeah. Uh, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner, uh, says the NHL is waiting for a handbook of protocols from the Beijing Organizing Committee. That would uh, tell you what the participants, coaches, support staff, everybody is, can and cannot do uh, when they get to, to Beijing. It's going to be tight, though. Yeah. But I, I will say, like Tokyo, once everybody got there, mm -hmm. and got there were some positive tests when people first arrived. Sure. But once you got inside that bubble, mm -hmm. there was nothing. I don't remember a positive test once people got there. There was a few right before they left uh, on uh, when they landed in, in Tokyo and then when they were training before they went into the village. Yeah. But nothing in between. So as long as you get to that, it was like, the remember the race to the bubble in Edmonton? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that, that's sort of what it is right now. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the the thought process and the mentality for for all of this is you you have to get to the spot first, and then once you're there and everything seems to to get on on the right track, you, you should be in good in good shape. But uh, it's all about getting there, and that's going to be the big task for uh, the NHL players that are going and for the Beijing Olympics in general. Congratulations to Mark Andre Fleury, who records win number 500 for his mm -hmm. National Hockey League career. Uh, we were tracking it the other night against the New York Rangers, and it didn't happen. No. Hockey gods, baby. Hockey gods had it all sorted out for us because he went into Montreal, uh -huh. his home province, yep. and puts up his 69th career shutout. Yep. And now he's uh, knocking on the door. I think he's three off uh, sole possession of, of, of 12th or 10th uh, because there's two guys tied there. Uh, so he's climbing up the list of shutouts, and he records that historic milestone of 500 in his own backyard. That's a that was pretty cool. The 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 crowd at uh, the Centre de Bell uh, last night acknowledged it like an ovation. Yeah. Uh, just it it was goosebumpy for me. Yeah, I'm still like kind of foggy on the hockey gods and, and the ghosts of the Montreal Forum and kind of how they mm. conspire to have certain things happen. No, there's no conspiring. Uh, there's no well, conspiring. in a sense, yeah. I mean, you know, conspiring so. is a bad word. I, there, there's well, con like, bad connotations when either I hear the conspiring. ghosts are there trying to make sure that the Montreal Canadiens win every single game, or the hockey gods are superseding the ghosts. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have a hierarchy to this. Uh, oh, I think they were all on the same page there this fictitious thing that you've built up in your head like mm -hmm. you have to i'm sorry like which one's more powerful maybe the maybe, gods maybe more the powerful gods and the ghosts ghost? went out for a big time bender on uh the the great drinking street in in montreal they didn't just call up bankman to have that conversation or what mm, no who's that oh my gosh who are you gonna call darren oh the ghostbusters there it is oh boy I didn't know that. I didn't get that reference. Venkman? Peter Venkman? Peter Venkman. Oh. I thought maybe you were talking about the big uh, marshmallow guy. No, that's Stay Puft. No, no. That's the Stay Puft marshmallow man. Who, which one's Venkman? It's Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that guy. Well, I just didn't, I just call him Bill. You like him about as much as you like Christmas. We've established <laughs> that. To the point you don't even, you like him so much you don't even know who he is. Exactly. Well, I'm Venkman, I don't know. I know, I know Han Solo. That's about one of the only characters names i know well he wasn't than, in ghostbusters no no he wasn't in ghostbusters but i'm I, 
normally I just refer to them by the actors. Oh, Indiana Jones, I know that. That's another Harrison Ford. I know all the Harrison Ford characters. That's That might be it. Stick to ghosts. Just, you, know just what they do? you know what I watched the other night? What? Uh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah? It's a great movie. Really good movie. Yep. You know who uh, the star play, star player in that uh, that one, Cuba Gooding Jr.? He played for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh. Another team that moved but kept the name. Here we go. The Get Arizona Cardinals. To. You know what really grinds my gears? Teams that move and keep the same names. Ghosts of Montreal Forum. The Oakland A's. If they move to Vegas, there had better be a new name. Just saying that. Uh, what's a petition. What, anything on uh, Mark Andre Fleury you want to add? Like, yeah, I I mean it's awesome. Like it's it's you know it's tough to really like put it into context when you when you factor in that there are only two other guys that that have 500 wins in the NHL. And that's that's about all the context, all the nuance that you need. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury has had tremendous staying power. He's been one of those guys that, that's been at the top of his game for a long, long time. And he's gone through some real hardships in the NHL. He's gone through some tough situations, but always kind of comes through on the other side with a smile and makes the most out of the situations. And uh, it's, it's no real surprise to me that uh, he was able to, to start this franchise off on, a, on the right foot with winning a lot of hockey games. And, uh, you know, here's to however many more he gets. Like, it's just an awesome, awesome accomplishment. 551 he can get to. Yeah. If things go his way. Sure. Have to play at least two more years. Yeah. And that's Martin Brodeur. 691 is Patrick Waugh. 691 or 692? I can't. Uh, right there. That is unattainable. Probably. He, he, yeah. No, no, not even probably. Yeah, probably. Like, I, I know everybody wants to, like, hedge and then. No, no, I no. had this conversation with Kevin Woodley from Ingle. Okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm if not, he plays, if he plays I'm a couple more. I, no, no, there's no not, way he's getting there. He's not. He, he's got to play another 10 years. Yeah. To get to that number. And I don't think he's going to play another 10 years. He'd be my age. Yeah, and we, we heard <laughs> we heard how that went <laughs> earlier today, so. Dang it. I said I wasn't going to chirp you. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, man, I feel bad. He's feel undersized. Like bad He's slow. But you have a good compete level. That's important. <laughs> Great compete level. We were worried about his heart rate at one point. Do you wear a monitor? I do. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, yeah. what was your What was yeah. your peak there? Uh, my peak today was 171. Very yeah, 171. Good. That's fun. Which is which is right in around my biking peak. Uh, you You bike at that? Heart rate? Oh, going up a hill? Going oh, up wow. a, a climb? Yeah. 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 That's that's high. Uh, yeah. I'm an athlete. <laughs> I, I can see that. <laughs> Well-oiled machine over here, Darren. <laughs> it's it's hard when you got that uh, that incline coming at you. Yeah. Uh, but but hockey is uh, hockey's way more fun than biking. I can I can tell you I can tell you that much. Uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, did you see that he announced the the lineups? From ice level for no. a game the other day. No, that was, uh, that's awesome. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, I like it. Any anytime I see Snoop Dogg doing something, I, I chime right in. Um, <laughs> the other one is uh, Jonathan Bernier, just uh, on a roster move. The uh, team is really worried about that in the uh, in the New Jersey Devils. They don't they don't know what's going on hmm. uh, for his uh, for his injury. They it's concerning. They don't know whether uh, he's going to be able to. Uh, 
get back to where they need him to to really be. He's, yep. he's got a hip injury, and they're just he signed a two-year deal. They're they're a little worried. Yeah, that's that's a that's an that's un- from the coach. The coach says I'm sure, worried. Sure, I mean that's that's unfortunate. Obviously, um, Mackenzie Blackwood though has looked pretty good over the last little stretch, and uh, but you know at this point you're you're going to need some guys more than just one guy that you can rely on. So hopefully some some positive news with Jonathan Bernier comes soon. Uh, other action coming up tonight in, in the uh, Ligue de la Nationale. Wow, you're week. really yeah. feeling it. The Coupe de la Grey is this weekend. The Grey Cup. Uh, I think the Ghosts League, have uh, championship. gotten into your soul. Uh, Rangers against Buffalo. No real interest in, in that regard. Uh, Rangers but, are winning right now. Oh, Winnipeg and Vancouver. Bruce Boudreau trying to win three straight uh, as his tenure of the Vancouver Canucks. Say he does it. But Pittsburgh against Washington. Mm-hmm. Sid against Ovi. And that one has connotations both uh, because of the star power of the game. Sure. But, like, Sid is rolling, as I mentioned yesterday. And Ovi's playing some of the best hockey of his career. And the Washington Capitals have taken over first place in the Metropolitan Division. It's uh, right now a 3-0 lead for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And no surprise, Sidney Crosby has an assist on Kasperi Kapanen's goal, the third goal of the game. So Crosby extends his point streak to seven games because, of course, he does because it's against the Washington Capitals and Sidney Crosby is lights out against Washington. So Pittsburgh being in a wild card spot right now, is that more impressive because they've played so long without Malkin and Crosby and they were decimated by injuries? Or is Washington being in first place supersede that? Yeah, I, it's tough because I, you kind of look at both of those teams and you expected a bit of a, of a regression uh, with the Washington Capitals. It hasn't happened. The Penguins had a, a tough start to the year and certainly uh, needed to scratch and claw just to get themselves into a wild card spot. But they're there. And their goaltending has been really good. So um, I think the more surprising thing to me is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And personally, I didn't think the Penguins would be here. I didn't think that they would make the playoffs. And it's still a long way to go in this season. Uh, but just on, on my own radar, th- it's more impressive what the and more surprising what the Penguins are doing. You take those two out of the lineup? Shouldn't wow. win hockey games. Shouldn't win <laughs> any with with the the cap the way it's structured with with yeah. those two. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Those are your one timers for this Friday, December through on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Catching up with Chapman's next on Fox Sports. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Nights against the Flyers coming up. Pre-game show in a matter of minutes. But first, Chappie. Yeah, so this morning, uh, Flyers practice. There was a, I will say, celebrity attending Philadelphia Flyers practice or morning skate at T-Mobile Arena. So now it's got me wondering. Bryce Harper taking pictures with the Flyers on the ice at T-Mobile Arena this morning at morning skate. Bryce, of course, is a... Well, we think he's a big Golden Knights fan, but uh, I guess you know when you play in Philadelphia, it's a rough city to play in. Maybe you gotta you gotta pose for some photos with with the uh, the, the players on other teams in that city to kind of keep the fans off your back. I still think Bryce is a big Golden Knights fan, and I'm sure he's just doing you know the the, the duty that he's required to do as a player in the city of brotherly love, keeping the fans happy. 
saying, yeah, I support the local guys too, but I think deep down Bryce is probably pulling for the Golden Knights tonight. I wish you would have come over to City National Arena this morning. That would have been cool. Hang out with Bryce? Well, he was hanging out with Flyers. I. Why do you always sound so surprised when I throw to you for catching up with Chapman, even though you know it's time for catching up with Chapman, and the bumper, the intro, says it's catching up with Chapman? I'm not surprised. I just... It's just the, my delivery, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, what are you looking forward to with Philadelphia in town? Well, it's the do first you, time we've seen them in a long time. They have a winning record at T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last time they were here was actually the one and only game that Mrs. Chapman, the only professional hockey game she has ever mm. been to in her life. I blame life. her then. What's that? I blame her then. For Well, they won. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was also the night that John Merrill scored playing forward. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah, that was a uh, wild game. 5-4 final, and uh, she still has the poster that she got. It was Max Pacioretty. Uh, this, one, uh, this one scares me, but it also excites me. And if you can have those conflicting emotions on the... Uh, lead up to to a game where like, the way things have gone for Philadelphia this week, you could see a blowout happening. One of those just weird, crazy uh, offensive performances uh, and wins by the Golden Knights. And the other side is, like, as Pete DeBoer stated, that Philadelphia's due. They lost 11 or 10 in a row. Like, they can win eventually. And he said, we just don't want it to be against us. Yeah, well, I kind of think fast start. Is, is important tonight, right? You get out, you demoralize them early. and you But it doesn't of... mean anything because Vegas uh, leads the National Hockey League in multi-goal comebacks. Well, yeah, but I think this is a team you just want to demoralize early on. Let them start thinking about their next game midway mm-hmm. through that second period. I wish Nolan Patrick was playing. This would be a cool game for him. Uh, I wish he was uh, back. He was back out there in the uh, red non-contact jersey today. So he's uh, skated uh, in, a, in a regular sequence uh, the last couple of days. A pre-game show is coming up as Ryan Wallace takes over from Section 104. T-Mobile Arena, the Philadelphia Flyers against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas trying to make it four wins in a row. Stay with us at Fox Sports Las Vegas.